We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Wednesday, the 30th day of March, the year of our Lord, 2022. I am Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams, and it really is the 30th day of March, 2022. Yesterday, I said that it was the 30th day of March, and I made a mistake, and someone called me out on it. So thank you for calling me out on that. I appreciate that. Sometimes we get it wrong around here. I mean, we're, we're only human, right? That's what we do. We make mistakes, but we do our best to try and get it right. Anyway, Bruce, how are you today? It's good to see you. Healthy and alive. Yeah, and doing well. Um... Not really anything exciting going on here. Oh, no, 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 so. no. There, there's plenty of exciting things going on. You know, for anybody that says that they're bored right now, which I said a couple of days ago, didn't I? <laughs> for anybody that says that they're bored right now, then they're not paying attention. Well, I I guess I'm I'm not paying attention some days, but it, it was the weekend. You know how you get over the weekend? You're just like, you know what? I really don't want to go back and I don't want to do this again on Monday. I, I really don't. I, I just... I'm, in, I'm stuck in the weekend and I hate Mondays and I don't want to continue on with it. I just want to continue with the rest of my weekend and let it bleed over into the week. Well, that's how I was feeling. So I wasn't paying attention to the news. Sometimes you need a break. What can I say? Right. That's just the way that it is. But if you really want to get excited, then take a trip over to where I'm at right now. I'm in the middle of mainland Europe it, for lack of a better phrase of putting it. I'm deep behind enemy lines, if you will. COVID passports have been in place here for almost a year. No one was consulted or told. They just said, this is how it is now, and we're not taking them out. The mask requirements have never been removed. The social distancing signs are still up everywhere. It's like they just... But I mean, to be fair, they've got a lot of an economy to bludgeon to death over here yet. This was one of the strongest economies on mainland Europe, so they've got to do their best to try and hammer the hell out of this thing without people noticing too much about what's going on. So they can't reopen everything here. It's not possible. The Germans still had, to their credit, over 25% of their GDP was devoted to manufacturing. So they've got to do something to try and knock that down to, I don't know, uh, four, maybe even less than that, because these people are hell-bent on a post-industrial world. But anyway... Where are my manners? A German minister. You know how the, the, the Germans are still dealing with this uh, this fuel shortage thing and the, mm -hmm. uh, you know, dependence on Russian energy and, and all that stuff. They're still dealing with that. Well, there's one government minister here who has completely flipped. Well, they've all flipped their lids, but this guy has completely flipped his lid and just said the quiet part out loud. He says that the easiest way to cope with the soaring energy costs is to just wear a sweater. That's the easiest thing to do. You can't afford the heat in your home. Well, then just wear a sweater. That's that's the easiest thing to do. Wear a sweater. I have a better idea. How about you stop playing this stupid tit for tat thing and you slowly wean yourself off of Russian energy and you do what Elon Musk said, which here's a guy who just invested how many billions of dollars into a factory in Berlin here for Tesla? His gigafactory that he just opened, that they had a big party at just the other night. How many billions is he? Here's a guy who's, whose business is building electric vehicles, EVs. You know, these things that these government people just fallen over. 
here's a guy who's building these things, which they don't like him because he's not really for that same agenda that therefore it's like it's like two flavors of socialism. Both of them are for socialism, but one's more socialist than the other socialist kind of thing. It's the same thing when it comes to the green initiative. Elon Musk is for the green agenda, just not their green agenda, if that makes any sense. He's for actual He's uh, for real agendas. He, yeah. He's a he's a real conservationist. There's a difference yeah. here. There, there's a big difference yeah. here. I'm a conservationist. I believe in protecting the environment and preserving the environment and doing everything we can to minimize our our. I, I hate to use the term carbon footprint because it's such a buzzword these days. But as far as minimizing our impact on environmental damage, I, I believe that we need to be responsible in those manners and and take responsibility for that stuff. But this, it's very simple. You do what the man said, and you restart your nuclear plants, you spin up the ones you've taken offline, you spin up the ones higher that you still have online, and you take your coal fire plants out of mothballs, which they're already in the process of doing that. They're in the process of working their coal fire plants out of decommission, which they shut down. It's like, oh, we're going to replace everything with wind and solar. You fools, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's that simple. It doesn't work. Wear a sweater. That's really rich considering you've got hundreds of thousands of people at your doorstep of your government offices every day, every day in this country demanding that you resign, demanding your resignation. And you say, wear a sweater. That's like Marie Antoinette saying, let him eat cake. It's the same exact thing. That is the same exact thing. Yeah, um, I'm also for um, actual beneficial things that we could do, like, you know, nuclear power plants, you know, those kind of things that maybe even as we've talked before, hydrogen uh, associated with the nuclear. We still need the coal for now. You can do like 99% coal plants, which burn off 99% of the carbon that's involved and captures the rest that's left uh, clean natural gas. I mean, you have other options out there that we could use and uh, not rely on things like wind and solar because more people will die uh, if we go to wind and solar in the immediate uh, than people will die in the long term if we were to stay on fossil fuels. So yeah, we, we, we need to transition to something better. And if we continue innovating and continue going towards nuclear and keep working on fusion, I mean, we'll have fusion power in the future, and fusion power is basically going to trump every other power source out there. And, and the the uh, yeah, and hide. Well, you would still have to figure out a way to power vehicles. Um, it's already there. Efficiently, it's already there. We can power vehicles right now at our, at the current pace with hydrogen. I've, seen, I've Honda has actually done that. Honda did that almost twenty years ago. They have a car. Or they have the oh, technology. I, I, I thought you meant. I thought you meant. Uh, hi, it overpowers hydrogen as well. No, no, uh, no. Like no, it's it's no, better no. than. Uh, okay. No, no. I, I just no. misunderstood. Yeah. But the, the the thing about fusion is you still need hydrogen, a specific type of hydrogen, and uh, I believe it's also helium three. Is it helium three? There's an isotope of helium that you need, and it, it, the sun expels it, and you can you can uh, skim it off the surface of the moon, or you know asteroids, or put collectors up to grab it, um, and that would power our fusion plants, uh, which requires us to get to space. And obviously, we have Musk and others working on it. So yeah, there you go. That's okay because we just need to wear sweaters. That's that's all we need to do. Just just wear sweaters to cope with that. Do, do you have do you have any idea? Not not to mention the supply chain problems that we're going to be dealing with in the coming months. In coming years. So we're, we're going to be dealing with a trifecta. They're, they're going to hit everybody with everything. I personally believe 
and this is just me, I don't have anything to back this up with, it's just my belief. I personally believe that we're going to be hit with a multitude of things. Because the Canadian thing, you know, the, those of you in Canada that stood up, that really pissed those people off. The Europeans that are standing up, the ones that are out there that are not waving EU flags all over the place, that's really pissing them off. The people that are not buying into the uh, the Zelensky and the, the Putin and the, the, the Russia-Ukraine thing, that's really pissing them off. So I think we're going to get hit with something even bigger. I think we're going to get hit with uh, another biological thing of some kind because they're pushing the avian H5N1 bird flu thing. I think they're going to hit us with that or, or something similar to that. I believe they're going to hit us with a cyber attack at the same time, which is going to take the grid down in the short term, not not long term, maybe. And then we're going to be hit with a supply chain crisis. We're going to be hit with an economical crisis and a crashing market. I think we're going to be hit with these things all at once. And it's going to cause mayhem on levels never before seen in history. It's going to be epic. That's where I think they are. Now, I hope that I'm wrong about those things. Uh, and then, of course, there's also other things involved in there, too. There could be other forms of, um, I heard somebody talking about this this morning, there could be other forms of electronic warfare, localized electronic warfare taking place, as in small EMP things being put in key places, you know, an internet hub here, a, uh, a critical infrastructure hub here, and you destroy that entire section of critical infrastructure. And it's crippled for, I don't know, months, 12 months, 18 months, 24 months, whatever, because it's to the point now where if people didn't get it before with co if you didn't get it with COVID and you didn't get it with the, the Ukraine and, and Russia deal, if you didn't get it there, you're going to get it with this other stuff. Edward Dow put it very articulately when he said nothing wakes people up faster than red stocks. You're going to get woken up whether you want to get woken up or not. You're going to get that bucket of ice water in your face. It's just a matter of how you want to get it delivered to you. Do you want a little bit of a, you know, let's say like a glass of ice water thrown in your face? That's kind of what we're doing around here. This is going to throw a five-gallon bucket of ice water in your face, whether you like it or not, and you're going to get it all over you. It's not going to be just one localized splash across the face. Your entire body is going to get soaked with ice water. That's how much it's going to wake people up. And people are not prepared. I'm not talking about prepping. I'm not talking about stocking up food. I'm not talking about investing in you know precious metals to kind of safeguard your wealth. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about people buying guns or anything like that. I'm talking about mentally, spiritually, people are not ready. They're not ready. The shock of what is going to happen to these people is going to be unlike anything that we've ever experienced. That's what's going to be the killer in that situation is the shock of things. People aren't going to be able to cope with it. And usually in history, when you have something like that, take the crash of 29 as an example, the biggest stock market crash we had, you know, that triggered the Great Depression. A lot of people, at least what you read in the history books, and if you speak to grandparents or parents or whatever, depending on how old you are, that lived through that era, a lot of people, when that happened, they opted out shall we say, because they just couldn't cope with it. They just couldn't handle it because everything changed and it changed overnight and they didn't know how to deal with it. They were not prepared for it mentally. So that's it. That's it. I, I agree. I think they're going to push more. It's going to be um, we're, we're going to see things, you know, more diseases that uh, just sporadically appear. Um, they have no affiliation with being engineered. Of course not. That would never happen. 
Um, well, it's not like they engineered the first one. I mean, that, that right, was all, right. that was all, that's know, a conspiracy. It yeah. is a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to continue seeing economic woes. And and when I say economic, I'm also meaning like the, the um, you know, logistics, you know, getting a uh, product to market. And then even when it gets to market, the prices are going to be so high because of taxes, because of uh, inflation, it, it it's going to increase uh, the costs. If, for example, here in the United States, we uh, in the midterms, we elect do nothing Republicans or uh, crazy Democrats, um, which is to say Democrat, then we're basically what we're going to see is you're going to have more taxes on businesses. You're going to have more taxes on oil and gas. You're going to have more taxes all around. And which means you, the average person, you're going to be paying more at the gas pump. You're going to be paying more at the grocery store. You're going to be paying more for everything. At the same time, you're going to start seeing the Fed increase rates even more, and you're going to start seeing inflation skyrocket even more, and everything. It's just we're we're in a snowball uh, point I, I, that I don't think we can get out of. And then on top of that, I don't think this uh, Ukraine situation is going to be the last one we see. I think there's going to be um, more talk of wars, at least. Uh, at the very least. But uh, I think there may be more wars in the horizon because um, let's look at it this way. Uh, why is America still the reserve currency around the world? And why has no country come to America and tried to cash in uh, our debt? Why, why, why hasn't that happened yet? And I'll answer because we're the most powerful nation in the world right now. That is why they haven't messed with us is because we have the military backing. Now, if something were to happen and we were to show ourselves, I don't know, Afghanistan and show ourselves weak, do you think our position is on the top is going to stay there much longer if we start showing ourselves weak like that? No. Not so, if the petrodollar is undermined, which Russia is in the process of doing as we speak. Yeah, with, uh, with India. If they do that, it'll make us look weaker, yes. But if there's some kind of military conflict that we jump into and we look weak on the world stage, um, you're going to see more countries start challenging America. And you thought inflation was bad now and the predictions that are coming out, if something like that were to happen, yeah, that's, um, it, yeah, it's, that's a frightening scenario. I guess I'm all sunshine and rainbows today. Oh, yes. Yes, of course you are. You know, it's it's interesting. You're you're talking about uh, you're talking about that, but not to gloss too far over from the energy thing. I did see that there was a tweet from somebody that was quoting Zelensky today, saying that uh, this is a wonderful time for the Europeans to start exploring more green options when it comes to energy. It's time for the Europeans to drop the Russian oil and gas. And to invest in a more green future. I'm just kind of paraphrasing, of course, because I, I I lost the tweet. I had it right here. Here it is. Russia's aggression. This is a quote from Zelensky. Russia's aggression against Ukraine. It's time for Europe to transition to green energy. It is an argument to accelerate green transformation on the continent. Europe must give up on Russian oil. Give up as soon as possible. Bruce, you were saying that that statement right there by Zelensky, that statement, which he's actually saying right here on the recount, they... They are the ones that tweeted that out. It's their verified account. And they have the video of him saying it in Russian, of course, or Ukrainian, whatever he's speaking there. You were saying that this kind of solidifies your standpoint now to say that all of this has been staged. What do you mean by that? Immediately going into this is about climate and all of that. 
that just solidifies the fact that Klaus Schwab, the whole uh, global reset, the or the Great Reset, the whole climate change, green agenda nonsense they've been shoving down our throats this whole time. To have him come out and say that we were we already knew Putin was a part of the World Economic Forum. He was part of the the young global leaders. Zelensky was looking up to Trudeau, who was also young global leader. And Zelensky um, was a young global leader himself. Yeah. So. Knowing that they're all involved with the same organization that uses this kind of rhetoric uh, to enact control policies, those kind of things. Yeah, I, I think this was all staged uh, now. And the reasoning behind the staging, I'm not entirely sure yet, unless it was an attempt to try to get NATO involved and to try to collapse Europe or try to get the U.S. involved. And do as I, as I was saying uh, in, the, in the last bit to where we show ourselves weak and it, it weakens us on the global stage and causes more countries to dump our dollar, then that would kind of maybe disperse it was, our power. May, maybe it was that because I, I saw Jack Posobiec tweeting a couple of days ago that we're now seeing the great decoupling right after Russia announced that they were going to start accepting Bitcoin and, and rubles and everything else for their oil and gas. So that means that this was staged in order to, as you say, either collapse NATO, which that's what the Russians have been trying to do. And of course, you can't have the so-called <clears throat> European army that they're now standing up that no one voted for. You can't have that if you have NATO. So you've got to collapse NATO and get it out of the way. You've got to discredit it first, and then you have to get it out of the way, which they've been trying to with all the wokeness, right? They've been trying to discredit it that way. Now they have another reason to discredit it because it's been expanding, right? So they can throw that one at it. That's a card for the Russians to play on the stage. They can undermine the petrodollar at the same time, which cuts the U.S. out, causes more pressures in the United States at the pump for the consumer. You've got a rapidly expanding money supply, which is going to cause hyperinflation at some point. Quite frankly, I don't know why we're not seeing it already. I think we're long, long overdue for that. And then it also plays to the hands of discrediting the Western established whatever, and it puts the pressure back on the native populations of Europe, of the United States, of Canada, of Australia, that puts sanctions on Russia. So Russia takes a little bit of a hit in the short term. They restructure and reorganize themselves to be a world leader to sell energy at bargain basement prices, because let's be honest, none of that could have happened by Putin in Eastern Europe. None of this could be going on if oil was $50 a barrel, could it? No, couldn't. But instead, he's spending $20 billion a day doing what he's doing in Ukraine. And the only reason he's doing that is because now he says, well, we're going to take rubles only for our oil and gas. So if you want our oil and gas, which Europe's largely 30% or higher dependent on, depending on which country it is, now you're going to have to finance what they're doing. Do you not understand how this works? It's that simple. And then on top of that, um, you may end up having people from your own country killed uh, because we have convoys going into Ukraine with armaments, uh, medical supplies, food, you know, those kind of things. And Russia has made clear, look, we may start bombing those those uh, roadways. And honestly, as far as a uh, they're already taking out scenario, bridges. They're already taking out bridges. Yeah. They did that first thing. Yeah. Uh, as far as, you know, wartime scenario is concerned. Yeah. Convoys are a target. In fact, that that was a, a common practice. You you uh, destroy the logistics. Uh, that that's that's a important thing. Uh, so not only is it uh, important, but 
uh, you're a combatant at that point. When you're shipping weapons to uh, a people, yeah, you're you're effectively a combatant at that point. So I I don't know, man. This whole thing it um it's definitely showing America as weak. Um, it's weakening the dollar, as you said. We we've got India looking at doing business with them as a what what is it the rupee is that what it is uh yeah they're, they're looking right now yeah. i was reading just a little while ago they're looking right now to do a ruble rupee deal of some kind of trade deal when it comes to oil and gas yeah so if if they do that again undermining the dollar if they do a deal with china you know they continue doing their dealings uh and then if they force the hand of europe to do dealings in crypto or anything other than the dollar it doesn't matter what what it is it doesn't matter anything other than the dollar will in the long that that you want to get as a, as a foreign nation you want to get america by the balls that's how you do it you you get rid of the reserve currency being the 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 dollar the usd and america will fold and i don't think i don't think the american populace understands that there are peace talks that are said to be happening right now in Turkey between Ukraine and Russia. And those are said to have been concluded about half an hour ago. I've kind of been loosely watching what's going on there. And uh, this is now breaking a large explosion in Belgorod, Russia, next to the Ukrainian border. A shell exploded on the territory of a military camp in the region, wounding four servicemen. Uh, that's coming out of uh, Russian media at the moment. Uh, TASS. Somebody mm -hmm. didn't want those talks to go through as uh, as planned. And I'm, I'm kind of half wondering, we didn't talk about it yesterday, but or, or maybe we talked about it very briefly. But yeah, we did. Uh, the poisoning of yeah. uh, Abramovich, Roman Abramovich. Yeah, there, there's somebody that doesn't want these peace talks to happen. Somebody doesn't want that to happen. Why not? Maybe maybe it's uh, the, the thing is, is they want you to think it's Putin or Zelensky. They want you to think it's one of those two guys that are against this. And I don't necessarily believe that. I don't think that's what's going on here. I don't think either of them. I think both of them are puppets. I do, too. And I think that uh, I think the WEF removing Putin, I think it was just for show. They knew we were going to be watching that. They knew we were going to be watching that. At least the people that are paying attention. They knew we were going to be watching that. Hell, most of these people that are out there sitting in restaurants using vaccine passports, they don't even know what the World Economic Forum is. So I don't expect them to know. But those of us that are watching, we're seeing this. And I'm not buying this whole I'm hearing I'm hearing people in the alt media talking about this now about oh Tulsi Gabbard. She's really standing up. She's really doing this, doing that. Really? Really? She is a WEF young global leader. Why are you people not calling that out? I have absolutely no interest in whatever she has to say. I'm not doubting her um, her military credentials and the time that she served. That demands respect, and that I will give. But I don't like the company that she's keeping. And so that right there, in and of itself, disqualifies her, in my opinion, when it comes to any kind of a political uh, statement or standpoint or anything like that. I no longer care what someone has to say when they're involved with that group of people. None whatsoever. So take your opinions and, and walk on with them. I, I really don't care. Anyway, the easiest way to cope with this rising fuel price, the easiest way to do that is to send out vouchers, right? More government handouts. Think about it. Think about it. Welfare, social services, government handouts, the dole office, wh whatever you want to call it, whatever it's called in your country. I don't know. Here it's called something different. But whatever it's called, it's government handouts. It's welfare. It's state-funded welfare. Do you know what those are? 
in reality, right? This this is where we are because a hundred years ago, these types of things didn't exist. They were just starting to come in, but these types of things didn't exist. What you had a hundred years ago were something called bread lines, where people didn't have enough food to eat, so they had to stand there and wait for something. Mostly this happened in places like the Soviet Union and Eastern Europe when the Iron Curtain was up. And to a great extent, you had it in parts of Western Europe before World War II. What we're dealing with now with the government trying to do all these handouts, and now you've got uh, these central banks that are saying, oh, we're going to be doing, what are they, they called? CBECs, CBECs, Central Bank Electronic Cash. They're going to introduce their own digital currency, whether you want it or not. But you have to take their wallet to get it. Do you know what that is? That is a modern day breadline. That's all it is. Because once you take that, once you take that, then you can buy only what they tell you, where they tell you, when they tell you, and how much. The Democrats have proposed a bill to send gas payments. Well, see, it's not a handout. It's, it's a payment. It's a payment to you. So they've proposed a bill to send gas payments to Americans. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? That's the easiest way to, to cope with this problem. Just like Macron. Macron says, no, there's, there's no problem. There's no problem with rising fuel prices. There's no problem with uh, rising food prices. We're going to send out more food coupons. We're going to send out more fuel vouchers. That's all we're going to do. That's the easiest way to fix it, right? Just have more of the same. Don't allow people to empower themselves. Don't take your boot off the economy. Don't cut taxes. If any of these governments actually gave a damn about we the people in any of these countries, all taxes should have been stopped three years ago until we could sort this out. All taxes everywhere. I understand we have to have taxes to operate, but hey, we need to trim a lot of fat in a lot of these governments, don't we? No, we don't need taxes to operate. We've been we've been printing trillions of dollars for yeah. the last 12 years or so. So I why do we need taxes? I understand. I'm talking about I'm not talking about federal taxes. I'm talking about state taxes. You got to have it for roads and bridges and all that stuff. I don't like it. I don't like it. Have you seen the roads lately? Yeah, they're pretty horrible. They're, they're pretty horrible. Yeah, they're not doing a great job. At they're, it. they're not. They're not doing great with it. But anyway, the best way to deal with this, anyway, regardless, we can have that discussion. That's a different discussion for a different day. We can sit here and rattle off about taxes for for years. I, I don't like taxes at all. Quite frankly, I can't stand them. I, I don't like them at all. I really wish we didn't have any taxes at all anywhere. Because if you look at the United States prior to 1913, which we didn't have a federal income tax, it was amazing because we actually had roads and bridges and things, and people didn't pay taxes. It was, it was quite quite something, honestly. Anyway, the Democrats in Congress have decided to give a gas payment to people. Well, the easiest way to do that is to just raise taxes, right? That's what they're going to do. They're going to raise taxes. They're not going to raise taxes on you. No. See, that would kind of be counterproductive, wouldn't it? I mean, not that they care, but that would be kind of counterproductive. This is liberal logic, I guess. They're going to raise taxes in order to pay for the checks that they're going to send out to you in America for gas. So it's going to be you getting a payment from the government saying, oh, look, they sent me $400 this month to put fuel in my car. Well, that's that's great, isn't it? That's going to help ease the uh, the burden that you that you have there when you go to fill up, when you have to look at the Joe Biden sticker of him pointing at the sign that says, I did that. Yeah, it's going to ease that pain just a little bit. But see, they're not going to raise taxes on you. No, that would be counterproductive. As I said, they're going to do something even better. They're going to raise taxes on the oil companies. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? They're going to tax those evil, those evil rich oil companies. They're going to tax them. I was asking Bruce before we started. I said, "Will these people get an IQ score out of a out of a Cracker Jack box or something?" He says, "No, you'd actually get a higher one out of a Cracker Jack box than what these people have." You fools! 
you raise taxes on the oil companies. Well, that's a genius idea. That's a genius idea. Do you know what the oil companies are going to do to offset the rise in taxes to them? They're going to raise the cost of oil on the consumer. So guess what you're going to do? You're going to pay an even higher price at the pump. So the coupons or the, the, the dole that you're going to send out to the people thinking that they're getting something for nothing because they're taxing those evil oil companies, you're actually canceling the entire thing out. As a matter of fact, you're only going to hurt those that refuse to take the fuel coupons. God, where, where, where do these people... I, the, 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 the stupidity is, is legion here. It, it, is, it is beyond reproach. The stupidity and the incompetence of these people. You don't need a degree in mathematics or economics or anything. You need a degree in common sense to be able to figure this stuff out. So I agree. However, I do not think this is simply them being stupid, them trying to do something because of a situation or whatnot, right? We got to we got to act now. So we're going to do something because these well, we're all going to die. It's these evil, evil. We're all going to die in oil. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's any of those things. I don't think it's any of those things. I think it is the greater agenda that we we talk about all the time the, with the Great Reset, the wealth transfer. Um, you know, look at Marxism, right? There's a wealth transfer and you're all equally miserable. That's what this is. This is a wealth transfer. This is fully intended. I, I think this is malice with intent. They know exactly what they're doing. And I, I think that's what it boils down to. And Republicans are being complicit in this and just bending the knee and letting them do it. And they're showing a show of fighting. You know, they, they act like they're fighting, but in reality, it, it gets pushed through anyway. Yeah, this is as intended. Would have to be, wouldn't it? It would have to be intended. But I, I don't know. I guess my frustration, I have to I have to let that out. I mean, that's that's all part of coping with all of this. Right. You got you got to let it all out. But are they really the ones to blame? As much as I want to sit here and say yes, the answer is no, they're not. The people that are put up there to set policy and to uh, come up with these these harebrained schemes, these are not the people that are the problem. The people that employ them are the problem. Just like I was saying about Klaus Schwab last week, Klaus Schwab's not the problem. He's a face. He's a nobody. He's a complete shell. He's, he's fake. He's not real at all. His credentials nearest I can tell, are legitimate, but everything else about him is completely fake. It's not him that's the problem. It's the people that employ him. Who are those people? I don't know. I don't know. I'm working on it. People like Jen Psaki, you know, the White House press secretary, you know, whatever, Raggedy Ann, Pippi Longstocking, whatever these people call her. She thinks that she is on a winning team, right? With that smug attitude she's got and the stupid answers that she gives to thumb it in the face of the degenerates you've got out there in the fake news media. She's not actually on the winning team. She's been chosen just like Biden has been chosen. These people, all these people in, in like the State Department, Blinken and, and, and all these people, they've all been chosen. They've been chosen to take the fall and take the rap for the bad policy when it all goes wrong. These are people that are soulless, morally bankrupt individuals. They don't care about anything. They think that they're on the winning team when in fact they're not. They're the ones that are meant to be hated by us. The people that own them, the people that employ them are putting them up as a sacrificial lamb in the arena of public opinion. They want us to hate and to go after those people and to blame them for the problems when in fact that's not how it is.
there's more going on here. There's a larger game that's being played, as, as Bruce was alluding to earlier with the whole Russia and Putin and Zelensky thing. That's meant to happen. We're meant to look at Putin and Zelensky and we're meant to choose a side. The same thing with Biden and Trump. We're meant to look at that and we're meant to choose a side. I don't like that. I don't like being told by someone to choose a side when I can think for myself. If you can think for yourself, you don't have to pick a side because you can think independently. What does the system fear the most? And I'm talking about the whole system, all of it. The banking establishments, the governments, the tech companies, the corporations, whatever, the farm companies, everything else. What does the system fear the most? They fear an independent operator, someone that can think on their own. That's what they fear the most. Someone that can think for themselves, take care of themselves, take care of their families, and look after people in their communities. That is what they fear the most. That is what they have to stamp out. They need you in the collectivized system on a side. You're controllable in that paradigm. You're outside of that. You look behind the curtain. You get into the system that they are operating in, and you see what's going on. That's a threat to them. That's what they don't want you to do. That's where I consider myself. That's where I consider Bruce. That's where I consider all of our team here. That's where I consider all of you that are listening. That being said, back into the paradigm. Bruce, do you believe that Biden has a cognitive problem? Do you believe he's cognitively in decline? I, I think he does have problems, yes. But over his presidency so far, it doesn't seem to have really declined all that much. As bad as it was in the beginning, it's still just as bad now. I don't really think it's much worse than it was in the beginning. Even after the Europe uh, trip? I, yeah, I, I still think that's the same as we were seeing, you know, a year ago from him. I, I don't think it's really increased all that much. He's still do doing just as many gaffes now as he was then and vice versa. So I, I don't really know if it's a continued decline or if this is a side effect of the brain surgeries that he's had. I, I'm not really sure in that one. Uh, but I do believe he has a cognitive decline. Yes. Senator Rand Paul would seem to agree with you. He was on Fox News the other night and he said that uh, a lot of I'm quoting him. He says a lot of times when you're around somebody who's in cognitive decline, you find yourself trying to help them with a sentence, trying to help them complete it. But we shouldn't have to do that for the commander in chief. It is actually a national security risk because he's sending signals that no one in their right mind would want to send to Russia at this point which is what we played yesterday. We aren't trying to replace Putin in Russia. We aren't trying to have a regime change. We're not sending troops into Ukraine. We're not going to respond in kind with chemical weapons. He said that Biden lives in an alternative universe, which is exactly what I said last week. I said, these people have created an alternate reality for themselves. They're literally living in it. He said, so I guess you're supposed to look the other way, even when the left-wing media is noticing these gaffes. I do think that it's a real problem, and there's a humorous angle to this, but it's really not funny because we're worried about what he's saying, precipitating or escalating the conflict in Ukraine into a world war. That's very serious. It is very serious, Senator. Everything that or we even said- even a nuclear war. Exactly. Everything that we said yesterday, it, I mean, it has the potential to get to that point. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It has the potential to, with the politically charged climate that we're living in, we're seeing in the world today, this has the potential to unravel so fast- that you're not going to be able to stop it. Just like World War I. What happened when the Archduke Franz Ferdinand was assassinated? You had a bunch of old men in Europe that couldn't keep their damn egos in check. We have the exact same situation today. We've got a bunch of old relics that cannot keep their ego in check, that are living in this alternate reality that they've created for themselves. We played the clips yesterday of Biden saying the things he said in Poland, 
to the 82nd Airborne saying, oh, yeah, you'll you'll see when you get there. You'll see when you get to Ukraine. We've got all the arms and all the reinforcements being sent to Poland from Germany. Now they're sending it by rail over there now, meaning who do you think is going to utilize all that stuff? The 82nd Airborne, more than likely, which would be deployed from Poland. But Biden said yesterday or day before yesterday, this man, speaking of Putin, cannot remain in power. We played the extended version of that last night. We played the short version on the podcast. We played the extended version last night here privately just to make sure there's no mistaking what he said. Blinken said that, oh, he said that there's no way that Putin can stay empowered to do what he's doing in Ukraine. No, that's not what he said, sir. And then Biden gets back to D.C. He's called out by Ducey by everything that he said. And he says, no, I didn't say any of that. Is he in cognitive decline? If he doesn't even know, just on the face, of course, I think he knows. But if he doesn't even know that what he said is what is potentially leading us down a path of irrevocable harm and possible World War III, shouldn't we be concerned about that cognitive decline? I mean, Tucker Carlson's out saying we need to 25th him and get him out of there. Honestly, what are you going to replace him with? Are you going to replace him with Kamala? She was polling, what, 2% when she, when she dropped out? She was the first to drop out. This woman's an idiot. She doesn't know anything about anything. That's why she's lost 10 staffers in 90 days. So I think the system, and I've heard other people talking about this, I think the system is looking to flush both of them. Biden's a liability because of the laptop thing that's coming out now that Congressman Gates, which I'm not a fan of, just entered into the congressional record today, just about an hour ago. Harris, she she knows nothing about anything. So what good is she? You can't keep her around. The next in line, God help us, would be Pelosi. So what do you do? What do you do? They're, they're in a they're in a real jam here with this uh, this Biden administration. So what do we do? I'm not really sure that the Democrats want him gone. I, I, I don't think that's the case. Um, he's a useful idiot. No, I'm not insulting him for his cognitive decline, though, I think um, He's opened himself up to those kind of insults, being as he's the president and he knew the cognitive decline is there. The people around him know it's there. Um, so, yeah, he's game for those kind of insults. But I'm not doing that. I think they want him in that position because he's essentially an empty suit. They can't have Kamala up there because she is absolutely even when she's on script, she is horrible. She just does terrible at at. at acting or showing any kind of empathy or any of those kind of things. She just does terrible at it. Even though she would be an empty suit again, I, I, I don't think they want her to be the head. She's only really there because she's black and female. That, that's the only reason that they put but, her in that position. But even, yeah, but even so, she's not even, no, she's not even a minority. Yeah. Like she was, yeah, she's, she was polling, yeah. she, she was polling at less than 2% among black voters at the time that she dropped out. They didn't even appreciate her. The Black Caucus, they didn't even appreciate her. They looked at her and said, that woman's fake. We want someone that's real. And, yeah. and they're absolutely right. She is fake. Yeah. Everybody that that watches her and any of the speeches and whatnot, you can tell instantly that she's fake. So I honestly, I don't know what they're going to do in this scenario. They could easily 25th him and remove him, which uh, on the surface might be beneficial for the world in the short term, because you won't have him bumbling around and not triggering a world war. But at the same time, is that not what they want? Don't they want a world war? Don't they want this kind of, you know, reshape the world in their own image kind of a scenario? Yeah, but wars are un wars are unpopular. I mean, you've got people out right now that are not 
in support of of wars. I mean, the populations that are that are in revolt, they're not interested in the war. Nobody's interested in the war. The only people that want wars are the the bankers, as nearest I can tell, the central banks. They're the only ones that want war. It, uh, yeah, I, I don't disagree. But if we go to war, the thing is, is I think we're already at war. Um, oh, yeah. We've, we've been with, at war since 14 days to flatten the curve, officially, in my opinion. Well, I don't mean us as in... I agree with you that that is true, but that's not what I was meaning. I'm meaning the entirety of the world has been at war because uh, China, Russia, uh, the stuff that they've been doing and and the way they've been talking for the last, I don't know, 15 years or so, talking about how AI is going to be the future and the first one to do it is going to rule the world and then is actively hacking and and trying to break into different companies and and governments and just the way everything's posturing this we're at war right now it's not a hot war it's not a kinetic war except for in ukraine it, um, it's it's all hold on a second. Hold on a you second. know no i think you're on to something i think you're on to something because if you look at the numbers that dowd was talking about the excess all-cause mortality rate in the 25 to 44s because of the uh well, let's be honest, because of the jabs. In the last half of last year, our generation, you and I are both in that demographic, our generation, we lost more people in our generation in the second half of 2021 than in 10 years of the Vietnam War. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. The weapons of war have changed. Let that sink in. Yeah. And the other thing is that really stuck out with uh, some of the what, what Biden's speech was. Where, where he was saying that um, we're not going to retaliate with chemical weapons and we're not going to. OK, so first of all, America has always been above that. We've never can, used chemical weapons. Can, can you can you just do me a favor real quick? Because this whole chemical weapon thing has completely eluded me. Can you clue me in as to what? Because I, I, I haven't seen anything on that at all. Where did all of this start? And why is he talking about uh, retaliation to chemical weapons? I have no idea what any of that's even about. Has has that even been alluded to that all of a sudden uh, the, the Russians are going to use chemical weapons just like Saddam Hussein was holding chemical weapons or something? I mean, are, are we back to the WMD agenda? I, I'm just asking because I, I need some context here because all I'm hearing is a response to a chemical weapon attack when I have I've heard nothing else about this. This is exactly what they tried to do in Syria. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm having to look through and see what chemical what what they're listing as chemical weapons. What were we talking about? Nerve gas and those kind of things. Well, um, the Abramovich thing, which I find I find interesting that that's now happened. I mean, not that it's happened to the poor man. I don't wish that upon anybody, but I find it interesting that his people are saying that, oh, it was a chemical weapon attack that poisoned him. I so mean, technically, if it's down, technically if it's down to anything be, like that, then if he was if he was poisoned, then, yeah, technically, that would be a chemical attack, technically. But a chemical attack nowadays is typically vapor. And honestly, if you want to know a chemical attack, technically speaking, tear gas is technically chemical warfare. I mean, you use it to disperse crowds and riots, but that's and if you use technically if you use a chemical weapon, if you use expired tear gas, you know what it turns into, don't you? That's definitely yeah. a a chemical attack, isn't it? Yeah, that 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 can be fatal. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I, I'm uh, sorry, I didn't mean so, to I didn't mean to interrupt you. I, I really didn't, but I, I need some context with this because I, I I know I understand the the point that he talked yesterday about uh speaking to 
the 82nd Airborne, but he wasn't speaking to the 82nd Airborne. He was speaking to Ukrainian soldiers that actually weren't Ukrainian soldiers, but were actually the 82nd Airborne. So I understand the hypocrisy there. I understand the gaslighting that was being done with empower and empowered. I mean, all, all that stuff. I understand that. The chemical thing eludes me because this I, I get I get visions of this same agenda that we've seen before. They're counting on the fact that people don't have a memory. The war in Iraq, the false pretense war in Iraq that George Bush and Tony Blair are responsible for, as far as I'm concerned, and I think Marty will agree with me 110% on that one. The fake WMD story, and then you had the chemical weapon attack story in Syria that the Russians were involved with, as in fighting against it on the side of Assad uh, and, and ISIS. But I'm seeing the same agenda when I hear that. When I hear that, I'm, I'm seeing the same type of buildup and that same script being played over again. So yeah, maybe they're trying to use it again because um, it worked before and you were able to get the, the Hawks on board with actually having, you know, kinetic war. In this scenario, I, I was looking up, I, I had to look up to see what they considered chemical weapons because... Uh, they've already been using thermobaric weapons, which are, we know them as fuel air bombs here in the U.S. Basically, uh, it's um, usually explosives have uh, an oxidizer mix with, um, you know, whatever the, the fuel source is, right? Whereas a fuel air bomb, it has no oxidizer at all. It's 100% fuel and it disperses in two explosions. Uh, the first explosion disperses the fuel. And then the second is igniting that fuel. And that's where you get that big explosion. That's not really considered a chemical weapon because it's still, you know, the the explosion is still caused by that fuel. It's 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 a it's an explosive, more or less. Chemical weapons are typically, uh, you know, like I said, CS gas or um, mustard gas back in the day. It's also uh, in modern day. Uh, we've seen it used in the Middle East using uh, chlorine gas uh, also will kill you burns the lungs, all kinds of stuff like that. So I, I don't know why they're they're saying they're going to use it or, you know, the, the U.S. is saying this is the red line. You're, you're not going to use this. I don't know that the Russians actually intended to use it or if they were going to. I, 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 it, I don't, I, I don't so. know. The, the thermobaric, I, think, so. I, I think, is as far as they were going to go. Uh, so I, I don't know where this is all coming from. But here's my here's my point in bringing it up, though. Because the president is saying that, you know, we're not going to retaliate using chemical weapons. First of all, I was under I'm, I'm under the assumption that we don't really have chemical weapons stored up. That's supposed to be against the, the international laws. Um, we, we, we shouldn't have those kind of things. I'm all for having nukes. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for having nukes. Uh, chemical weapons, on the other hand, no, nah, you don't need to be having those those kind of things. Those are, I guess, technically, if, if you were to look at it, chemical weapons would be the more humane route because it would kill the the, and then it would disperse. You know, it would it would it, you know break down and disperse. Whereas a nuclear weapon would sit there for thousands of years. But yeah, whatever. Um, we still need we need that as a deterrent, not to use, but as an actual deterrent. So I'm I'm just I'm curious why he's saying it. Because every time a government official says something, oh, we're not going to do that. No, that no, that's not on the cards. We we've seen it over the last two years. Immediately, are we going to have more lockdowns? No, no, wait, I I don't see lockdowns happening. Boom, lockdowns. Same thing with this. I'm I'm curious. We're not going to use chemical weapons. Why are you saying that? I don't trust you now. Why Why did you have to bring it up and and point that out? Did you trust him before? If I trust, okay, uh, when it comes to liars and whatnot, if they don't say anything about it. If they don't bring it up and say, oh, I'm not going to do that, then it's not in their forefront of thinking. 
But if they say, I'm not going to do that, that means the liar is planning to do that. It has crossed their mind to do that. But in this era, what they're doing, the, the type of behavior you're describing, because of the politics and because of the agenda, they have to gaslight everybody. Everyone has to be silenced and gaslit in order for this to work for them fully. As in, they need everybody so twisted around and discombobulated that you're not paying attention to the real picture. You're not paying attention to anything. You're not able to think at all. You can't have a discussion with somebody else because they're gaslit too on everything else. So that that's the point of it. Is is this? They're, they're playing these these stupid psychological behavioral games because behind this, behind all this stuff, you've got more clinical psychologists who are insane themselves that are running this. If you look at all the advisors in the UK specifically that were on the uh, the the Sage board or whatever in the hell it was, those idiots that were making the decisions up there, those people were behavioral psychologists. They were not doctors. They were not scientists. Of course, what the hell has become a doctor or a scientist these days? That's not saying a whole lot. That's doing a disservice to the real doctors and scientists that have been speaking out about all this horse. I'm not going to say it, but you know, you get the idea. But is it even real is the question. Is it even real? I think not. I think not. These are actors. Zelensky, in his case, that's a real actor. He's a real actor. In a, in a weird kind of way, I kind of agree with Sean Penn, the clip we played of him yesterday. Why isn't Zelensky allowed to speak at the Oscars? He's an actor, is he not? He's playing a, a, an amazing role right now, isn't he? Why can't he speak at the Oscars? In a strange way, I kind of agree with that. I, I, I think it's nonsense because you're mixing acting and politics. But let's be honest, has Hollywood ever not been political? They haven't, have they? No. Bruce, didn't you want to hear Zelensky speak at the, at the Oscars? Didn't you, didn't you want to hear that? As a matter of fact, if what you say is true, which I mean, we're, we're just kind of speculating at this point, but if what you say is, is correct, if it turns out to be correct, doesn't he deserve an Oscar or an Academy Award for the role he's playing now? Zelensky, I mean, same thing with Putin. Yeah. Uh, but to that point about the, uh, this all being, uh, I read today that uh, there was another assassination attempt on Zelensky. And do you know why it was unsuccessful? I didn't hear that there was one, but what what happened? He overslept. <laughs> he overslept. You can't be serious. He overslept. So because he overslept, the assassination attempt was thwarted. Interesting. So what he was, he was like a bomb went off in his office at a time he was supposed to be there to make a public service announcement. So he was, uh, what, he was sleeping or what? I, I, yeah, that that's the only thing I can figure is that they were trying to hit him, ambush him somehow. And he wasn't there when they, when he was scheduled to be there. This is all, it feels like a scam just over and over. This is what, the, like the fifth attempt to assassinate him and it's failed? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I know KGB and everything. I know Russia is not really in its prime. It's not you know what it used the, to be, but they're the brutal. KGB. They, they are. The KGB, I'll, I'll just say this about the KGB. I, I don't approve of their methods, but the KGB typically, historically, what I've read about them when they have a specific target, then those guys were so sharp. They don't miss. Yeah, that's so I I call BS on this. You 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 have um, an ex KGB, the head of FSB, and now he's the, the dictator of Russia. Um, he's I'm unable to Bruce, he's the press. <laughs> I'm trying to do that with yeah, a straight yeah. face. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah, he's a he's a horrible to have him dictator, yeah. Multiple billions of dollars. Like hundreds of billions of dollars. You're telling me he couldn't hire someone, a professional, to go in and take him out 
And, you know, the FSB, the, I understand they're not what well, I mean, are, are they not the KGB? Do you know what they did? They changed the sign on the door at the office. That's all they did. They're in the same building, for God's sake, as the KGB. You can't be awful at your job and be a member of the Russian FSB. You can't. You can't be awful and be a member of MI5, MI6 in the UK. You can't be awful and be uh, one of the top assassins for the CIA. You can't be awful in these positions. You have to be good. You have to be efficient and you have to be as sharp as a razor. So I don't believe that if it was a just to name a few, but all these other intelligence services throughout these other countries, the ones and I'm not talking about the, you know, the the woke people that they stick out there in front of the cameras. I'm talking about the people that are behind the scenes that you don't see that that most of the people in the agency don't even know those types. Those people are good at what they do. Otherwise, they wouldn't be there when you go after a target. In this particular thing, in, the, in that line of work, I, and I don't know anything about that stuff. I, I really don't. I, all I know is things that are on the surface that are open source from people that have done that work before that have, that now talk about it publicly and read books on it and stuff. Those people, when you go after a specific target, you don't miss. If you miss, you're a liability and you're taken care of. It's that simple. But is it even real? The politics, the political faces we see, is it even real? No, it's not. Does Joe Biden know what he said in Europe? Yeah, of course he does. Does Joe Biden know what he said when he got back to the United States, when he was speaking to the media, the, those those hacks in the media? Does he know what he said? Of course he knows what he said, because he said that he didn't say any of it. But was it him actually saying it? <laughs> you don't think he does? But well, that's a, that's a good point. I mean, there, there there is that point, which leads me to this point. Or is he a complete sock puppet? Which I'm beginning to think, yeah, he is. Of course he is. He's always been a complete sock puppet. The guy's so corrupt. His entire family's so corrupt. How can he not be a complete sock puppet and do what he's told? He has got all of this down to a point where you ever see those little note cards in his hand? You know, mm-hmm. sometimes he slips up and he's like, OK, let's take some questions here. Uh, got a list. Um, I can only call on the people they tell me to call on. They already know the questions. He already knows the questions. He already has the answers. We're listening to him give a response to a question yesterday to one of the reporters from one of the three-letter places, whoever it was. And I thought, boy, he sounds pretty efficient in those answers, talking about uh, Putin and the comments that he made and talking about Macron in, in France. And then some photos came out, and they're not photoshopped. And then some photos came out of Biden holding up some note cards. And it just so happens that at the top of a note card is a question that the media hack is going to ask which has nothing to do with whatever anybody cares about. And then he has the answers as to what he's supposed to say. And at the top of the card, it's really quite nice. It says the tough questions on Putin. So he, he knows that I'm all right. I'm ready to take some tough questions here or something. And then he goes right down into the next question. The next question was about Macron. And then he gives the responses to that. All of this is scripted. It's scripted on the reporter side. It's scripted on the president's side or the whoever, whoever they stick up there. It's all scripted. It's a stage performance. That's all it is. Political theater. I, I have to agree. Uh, I, he's a sock puppet, as you said. And I, I, I think this is to the greater agenda of uh, Great Reset. You'll own nothing and be happy about it. I think that's the, the end goal. He doesn't he doesn't have a clue what he said. He just read it. Again, it was on the teleprompter. All right, we are going to have to go. For those of you who would like to send us some feedback, we would love to hear from you. Please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. 
Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We really do love having you as a listener, and we thank you all very much for that. But we would humbly ask you to pass this along to just five friends. That's all, just five friends. You know someone you're trying to wake up. You know someone you're trying to get to think on their own. We would really appreciate it if you would send them our direction. I want to thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening. Thank you.